Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Yes, it's me, Egbert. As the new owner of this station, I want to make sure we have the best talent on the air. That's why I've decided to ban all real estate agents and only have real talkers like Brad and John. Here they are, B and J. Do you like being described as a real talker? I guess as I a, am. As, I mean, it, it's better than being AI or it's better than being a hologram. Or like a fake talker, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think so. This is the BJShow.co. Yes, I think I'm getting it finally. BJShow.co. I am Brad. He is John Combest. He has this list he puts together on the Internet every single day of his life for the past 22-plus years. You can check it out. His last name, C-O-M-B-E-S-T. Put his first name in front, JohnCombest.com. JohnCombest.com. Now, what would be, lately, this is a new edition, without our guest MC, and here he is, What's your name again? I'm Casey Kasem. And here they are. We're on our way to the number one in third place. And there he is in third place. Missouri has been in the marijuana industry for a few years now. Missouri has been in the recreational marijuana industry for a solid year. But guess what Missouri is entering starting last week? Uh, The marijuana podcast industry. Come on. That's right. The state of Missouri's Division of Cannabis Regulation has started their own podcast. If you can't get enough news by driving past your local strip mall and looking at the parking lot of your local dispensary, you can follow along at the DCR podcast produced by the Missouri Division of uh, Health and Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services, which is where the cannabis division is located. So, Brad, you can go there. You can subscribe on Spotify. I know you're a YouTube guy. You can watch it via YouTube. What you said, DCR. What does that stand for? Division of Cannabis Regulation. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, I you know how I feel about this. <laughs> I, it's to the point where. This is the perfect example of incrementalism. And if you don't know what that means, it's like, what's the, what's the old saying? Give them an inch and they'll take a mile. You know what I Give mean? Give them an inch and right. they'll take a mile. Or, oh. you know, if you wanted to be a little bit more graphic, Brad, medical marijuana was kind of the just the tip strategy. Hold on Tip a of a sword. Somebody's tip calling of a sword, me. like if you're Hold stabbing on. someone. Don't go away. Hold on a minute. Hello? Hello? They're going to hang up on me. I thought, it, I thought it might have been Bill Igle. And <laughs> <laughs> now, also, it's important to note that this piece comes to us from the Springfield News Leader. There's a few other nuggets, as you may say. Nugget is a marijuana term, Brad. I don't know if you knew that, so I'm being kind of a hipster there. But there's a few other nuggets about the marijuana industry in this piece. It's written by a reporter from the Springfield News Leader named Greta Cross. And I think it's important to also promote something about Greta. She has just announced... She's the breaking news reporter or trending topics reporter at the news leader. She's just announced that she has created a new video series called it's about drag communities in rural Missouri, Brad. Who is this? Who's doing this again? Her name is Greta Cross. And she is the trending topics reporter at the news leader. Hold on a minute. Is this number two? No, this is no, this is still number three. Okay. She she's the one that, that wrote marijuana. I just wanted to mention quickly that the the name of the series is called Tucked Away. 
Brad. <sighs> Tucked away. And what, so is, what, is your, she, what does she do let again? Your imagination fly. I'm sorry, John. I'm a little bit slow this morning. What does she do? She's a reporter? Yeah, she's a reporter for the for the Springfield News Leader. She's the trending topics reporter. And on the side, she's worked on a lot of projects about how uh, drag shows are discriminated against in rural Missouri. So she's created a series, a video series, that she claims is coming to streaming services, and it's called Tucked Away. So you kind of get that joke. I don't – see, I will never understand – this thing with the drag queen stuff. I mean, like, I do understand the, the, the whole drag queen stuff. No problem. But mm-hmm. when it gets to the point where we bring them into our schools, I'm going like, okay, what did I miss here? You know what I mean? I don't understand this. They well, have this... I mean, it's, what, what, what difference is that between that and just a, a friendly clown, Brad? Well, like, it's all entertainment. Well, right? you can't have clowns either because clowns scare people. See, there you go. Uh, clown there's, there's... So that's number three, Brad. Okay, okay. But uh, here, one, one more topic on this. So she's doing this as a part of her newspaper gig, or this is like a, a side gig you know, she's doing? It's been a side thing, yeah. Now, the, the newspaper is quite proud of her, so the newspaper has... Um, promoted her projects quite extensively like obviously she she when she gets an opportunity to cross over pardon the expression and write about the Missouri legislature and how terrible Republicans are and conservatives are for keeping boys out of girls locker rooms she, I would say she dabbles in political coverage but you can tell that her real passion is promoting drag performances in rural areas just like I told you and I can't I cannot it was a it was a off record conversation I had with a guy who spent his entire pretty much his entire working life working in public radio and had a conversation with him, I don't know, two, three, four months back. He's no longer he's retired right now. And he said there are no longer any journalists, just activists. And, yeah. and it's to the point where when he said that, it just I mean, obviously I sort of knew that anyway. But yet when he said that, it was like, you know what? It just really hit me. And you look at CNBC, you look at MS, or not CNBC, you know, CNN, you look at MSNBC. And, and let's be honest, the flip side of the coin, Fox, where yeah, you have... OAN or any of these right-wing outlets, you're right, Brad. Right, right. They're activists. And mm-hmm. the, the thing that, that I still don't understand is that if I were Cory Bush, I would want to go on Fox. I would want to be on Fox. Mm-hmm. And if I were, if I were, and the interesting thing about that is, look at what Trump did. Trump did that town hall. Was that last year? He was on CNN. And remember, yep. there was when what was it the guy's name? Was that the was the guy who was running CNN at the time? Was his name Zucker? Uh, something Zucker. Uh, anyway, uh, the staff almost mutinied. We can't have. Yeah, we can't right. have Donald yeah. Trump on our channel. I mean. It's called Cable News Network. Now, back in the day, that made sense. Now, it doesn't make so much sense anymore. But once again, you're a the operative word there is news. And yep. obviously, who's in the news every day? Donald Trump, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, but they would rather ignore him. Or ca- You're absolutely right about wanting to go on a different network. I don't, By the way, St. Louis Public Radio, and I will plug this as well, on my website today, they are hiring for what they're describing, Brad, as a position heard by more daily listeners than any other on-air journalist in the newsroom. And what position is that? That's called Morning Newscaster, where they allegedly produce original reporting well, for day turn spots and enterprising features. Jason Rosenbaum, uh, you know, don't take what I'm going to say the wrong way, but I had this discussion with them face-to-face. They have this huge, monstrous staff, and they produce very little on-air content. 
I mean, extremely little. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. I think they're only down to local news. I think in the afternoon they're only down to like two or three newscasts, which are like, you know, like once an hour. In the yep. morning, I haven't listened to NPR in a while. I mean, obviously because I'm on the air here, uh, and I used to be on the air all the time with Shelly all the time, so it's not like I get a chance to listen to NPR. Uh, but I know they're not doing that many local newscasts. And the, the midday lady who does the noon show, what's her name again? You know her name. Uh, it's not Sarah Finsky anymore. Is no, it? no, no. She's gone. It's it's the new it's uh, Elaine. Is it Elaine Chow or yes. uh, Tina Pam, uh, no. Pamalulo or something like that? Elaine Chow, and she talks like this. Hey, John, thanks for being on. <laughs> and here's the problem with that. Okay, I'm an audio guy. I've done this radio business for a long time, and yeah. also I mean audio. I guess you could solve. Uh, to a certain extent, an engineer. I build studios. I design stuff. You know, I, I wire things. I install equipment and stuff like that. And there's this thing called. I'm going to throw something to you, which you're gonna you're gonna think I'm making up. It's called the Fletcher Munson curve. The hmm. Fletcher Munson curve. You know what the Fletcher Munson curve is? No, I don't. The Fletcher Munson curve is that at low frequencies, our ears are not. As, as at low frequencies, at low volume, our ears are not as, as sensitive as it is when you come up in the octaves. In other words, if you have a guy who has a really deep voice or if you get real up close on the microphone, which enhances the, what's called the proximity effect. I'm teaching audio here this morning. What it does is it attenuates, uh, not necessarily attenuates, but it, it, it increases the low frequencies. So if you get up on the microphone and you talk like this, if people have trouble hearing you. So, and when I'm driving along and if I try to listen to her show, I'm constantly cranking up the radio in my car to hear what she's saying. I can hear it. And then guests. by the time a normal person speaks, they, it blows out your speakers. Is well, what yes, saying. because she talks like that, and she's got that real soft voice, and she's up on top of the microphone, and she's just barely talking the microphone, and the proximity effect is 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 kicking way up. And I'm going, like, I, I I can't understand. Now, Sarah Fensky, no problem whatsoever. Yeah, matter of fact, matter yeah. fact, I liked her. Now, I like I I. Let's make it an active uh, present tense verb. I like her. Oh, yeah, now, I think she's good. Well, now, well, she's not. She's back at what? Well, she's at the Riverfront Times again, isn't yeah, she? Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So she's she went from RFT and then she managed the National Network of Publications and she's back managing the RFT now. And then, but but she still hosts uh, some of these legal roundtables and such. Well, and and here's the other thing, Jason Rosenbaum. Not I'm trying to stroke you, dude, but you're show you have on Fridays, it needs to be every Friday, not yep. occasional Fridays, every Friday. I know Jason's probably going, oh, I don't want to work that hard. No, I think he seems no, like... No, he doesn't. He, Jason's a workhorse. <laughs> well, I was going to say, he seems like a worker. He's a workhorse. He's a worker. Okay. Where am I? Okay. We did number three. Now... Up a notch to number two. There we go. Corey Bush, new metrics show that she may be in trouble in her re-election. That is, if you believe a poll... Produced by Republicans, a group called the Remington Research Group, which is out of the Kansas City area, a really reliable, really solid uh, polling group, did a poll that was published over the weekend via Dave Derebus, who publishes the Missouri Scout. But the poll was done by Remington, and it showed the sample size was small. So let's start there. 400 likely Democratic primary voters. It showed Wesley, if the election were held today, Wesley Bell at 50 percent. Corey Bush at 28%, 18% undecided, and 4% said Maria Chappelle Nadal. So granted, this is very early, and the sample size is, you know, when you think about a congressional district, it's minuscule. It's 400 people. But the reason why these polls are important, Brad, 
is not it has nothing to do with the electorate and how people are going to vote in August. It has to do with this is a tool for Wesley Bell to blast out nationwide and say, look, I have an opportunity. Write me a check. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that. I saw something recently where I saw, I don't know if it was on his phone, uh, on his, um, his Facebook page, John Beck. Uh, the radio guy here in yeah. St. Louis ran Casey for years and years and years, and now he's over at iHeart. I saw a picture of him, and I can't remember if it was a news article or some, wherever I saw it at, and he was, I think he was at the um, um, the, uh, the studios of iHeart, and he was standing outside one of the studios shaking Wesley Bell's hand, and there was a quote on there about how Wesley Bell could be such a great leader for the area. I'm thinking to oh, myself, wow. John that's Beck. A, I mean, that's a that's quite a stance for John Beck to take, isn't it? Well, the reason for that is John Beck's a Republican, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I, yeah. Which which leads us to the question: Do you think there'll be because Missouri has the open primaries? Do you think it'll be in August there'll be people who cross over the the Repubs cross over to the Dems and vote for Wesley Bell over over uh, over uh, Cory Bush? Short answer: There will be some. However. Not as many as there would be if there wasn't a hot Republican governor primary. That's that's what I was thinking. So that's going to keep the governor primary is going to keep people here. Now, if you're in the first congressional district and you've seen numbers and it's super tight and you pay a lot of attention to this stuff, maybe, maybe you maybe you cross over to vote. Wow, and and that happened with Corey when she went up against uh, um, Lacey Clay. Lacey Clay, yeah. And, she, and once again, and the same thing happened with, with Bob McCullough because he thought, ah, man, I've been the I've been the prosecuting attorney forever. Nobody's going to vote me out. Yeah. And he didn't do much of a, of a campaign. Bang, he lost. Yeah. Okay, are we up to number one? We are. We're ready for number one. The number one. The number one. The new junior senator from Missouri, Eric Schmidt, got an amendment added to an FAA reauthorization bill that's quite simple. It said it outlaws COVID vaccine mandates for airline passengers. Really? Now, there's some folks on the political left, including Senator Patty Murray from Washington. You know, her gimmick was, I'm just a mom in a pair of tennis shoes. I'm not a politician when she first ran. There's a lot on the political left that are outraged by this because they say the government should be able to take whatever steps necessary in a pandemic to protect American safety. Okay. But Senator Schmidt got this included in the reauthorization bill passed uh, past committee and will go on to the full Senate now. Hindsight being 2020, after we went through the pandemic and we were all little doobies and we wore our masks and we stood six <laughs> feet apart from each other, and now it comes out that some of that stuff or maybe a lot of that stuff was just made up crap, do you think people will appreciate this kind of stuff or do you think they're going like okay i don't want the government telling me what to do ever again oh i think the latter i mean i think that here's numbers that i would love to see brad i would love to see a reputable poll that showed americans confidence in things like the world health organization at the beginning of 2020 and four years later i think that why do we see some why do we see ads from pfizer during the super bowl because these industries have really good data that shows that people are saying to, to heck with Pfizer, to heck with these pharma companies, to heck with government, making up stats to push their stuff on us. Well, I think the thing that comes out, if you followed some of these hearings where uh, Fauci, and if I say this, I have a couple friends of mine that think Fauci is like, you know, a god. He walks on oh, water. Oh, gosh. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, he backtracked a lot of this stuff. 
He and, did. He and, did. And you know what? I hate to say it, Brad, not to interrupt. I hate to say it, but to his credit, he has come out and said, eh, we're kind of wrong. Well, I know. I mean, but but see, once again, I this always goes back to there's a famous thing that I remember seeing this guy. I think I saw this guy on on um, Oprah and the guy is still alive. And you and I have talked about this. I think we talked about this once before. The doctor who essentially dispelled the myth of ulcers. You remember talking about this? You know what I'm talking no, about? I don't remember this. Oh, you know what? Here, let's let's talk about the next break. It's a fascinating okay. story because of the fact that, and I'll just give you a tease. If you watch any movies from the, the 60s, like you watch the Doris Day Rock Hudson movies, and it was always that, you know, the woman was the housewife. Doris Hud, or, or you know, uh, Doris Day was always the housewife, and her husband was like this hard-charging executive that worked at an mm-hmm. advertising agency, sort sort of like a Mad Men kind of thing. Yep. And all the guys had ulcers. And why did they have ulcers? Well, because of the fact that there are two things that cause ulcers: spicy food and stress. Yeah. And this doctor came out and said, "Uh-uh, not the case." And for years, he was called a quack. And and he was, I think he's from Australia. I'll look the thing up. I can find it again. It's a fascinating story. And the reason they had him on Oprah was because of the fact that, that you know, she used to get these pretty interesting people. And he was very interesting. If I told you how he ultimately proved he was right, it's almost kind of gross and almost kind of like, oh, my God, I can't believe he did that. But wow, okay. Next break, we'll, I'll tell the story. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's the top three. Um, and I, I would suggest people too also go. We have a uh, Scott Fawn hosted Senator Roy Blunt, fresh out of office, to give a little bit of a view on on Hamas versus Israel, also Ukraine. Senator Mike Searpoy, if you want a non Freedom Caucus view, a view of a senator that's not in the Freedom Caucus but is a Republican, check out the link to Scott show today. And interesting, within the last few days, uh, Biden essentially told Netanyahu and the Israelis to back off, and Netanyahu essentially said, mind your own business, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is and he of... said, you are a well-intentioned elderly man with a poor memory, but mind your own business. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's exactly what he said, but <laughs> in so many words, I think that's what it was. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, harassment, internet trolling, a guide to recovering and rebuilding after online attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?